Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Punk Rock NBA Podcast. What's up, everybody? I'm Finn McKenty. This is the Punk Rock NBA Podcast. Today's guest is Nick Nocturnal. You may know him as the funny Mimi guitar YouTuber man, which he is, but turns out he is actually a very thoughtful, intelligent, smart guy in terms of like the business side of things and managing your own psychology as a creator, which in my opinion is the most difficult part of all this. So we get into all that, how he runs his channel, how he thinks about his content strategy and how he's changed it over the years and a bunch of other good stuff. Before we get into that, I wanted to mention a couple ways that you can support the channel if you would like to do that. Number one, share it on social media. That helps a lot. Number two, you can pick up some merch. Got some cool new deathcore shirts, coffee mugs, some other stuff. And number three, you can support us on Patreon. If you really, really like us, patrons get every podcast a week early. There's a members-only private Discord server. I do Q&As. I've been doing some giveaways lately. There's also a way to have me review your music or video or artwork or anything else you would like to get my eyes on. So if that sounds interesting to you, you can do all of those things at the link in the show notes. But first, before we get into that, let's do a little bit of Q&A. As a creator, how do you manage your day to stay productive while still being able to enjoy, to enjoy downtime? I think the key to this question is don't waste time. If you're awake, let's say 12 hours out of the day or 14 hours out of the day, whatever the number is, actually, so whatever, six, 16 hours out of the day, you don't sleep 12 hours. <laughs> if you're awake 16 hours out of the day, you can get a lot of shit done and still have time to relax and you know exercise and all the other stuff you want to do if you make the most out of every minute. Like If you think about what you get done in an hour of focused work, it's a lot. You can get a lot done in that amount of time. But if you're interrupting yourself all the time, looking at your phone or you know, watching YouTube videos that aren't related to what you're doing and blah, 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 like dicking around wasting time, well, then you're going to get nothing done in an hour. So I think that there's no app or, you know, method. People have all those bullet journals and Pomodoro method, blah, blah, blah. If that works for you, great, you can do it. But I think that it just comes down to having the discipline to be focused and make the most out of the time that you do have, and then you can get a shocking amount done. So that is my advice, and as far as being able to enjoy downtime, I was just talking about this. I work a lot, but it's not because I feel pressure to work a lot necessarily, although there is a little bit of that. It's because, at least with my work now, there's not something else more interesting that I would rather do, right? I mean, sometimes I try to play video games and stuff and it's actually hard because I'm like, this is boring to me compared to making a new piece of content or whatever. So that's another thing I would say is like, find the thing that you enjoy so much that working on it isn't work, it's fun. And that will help a lot. So I hope that helps. And with that out of the way, let's get into this episode. Nick, welcome to the podcast. Are you a Reaper person? No, I'm a Cubase person. Okay, good. I just wanted to apologize. I am actually recording my audio in Reaper. Okay. Uh, I hope that's not going to be a problem. No, it's okay. <laughs> 
you probably have a lot of Reaper people on your channel, though. Yeah, I mean, Reaper, is it still is it still free? I know that's what kind of the big thing back then was like, it's the free one to go for. You can evaluate it forever. Oh, okay. uh, it tells you how many times you've launched it. I think I'm on like 750. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I, I probably would have been using Reaper if I didn't accidentally get like a free thing of Cubase when I bought, I think, like a DI or something back in the day. So I, I understand the, the Reaper loving. It's it's pretty common. It's terrible. It's awful <laughs> software, but the only thing I use it for is recording a podcast. Right. It works for that, but uh, highly do not recommend it to anybody listening. Well, so what's uh, what's been keeping you busy the past couple of days? I see you've been going crazy with the React videos. Yeah, reactions, man. That's um, that's something I've been doing for a bit now, and it's it's just an easier way to kind of keep up with what's actually happening. You know, I used to be mm -hmm. like all about the guitar covers and doing that, but I mean that takes a lot more effort and time and and the reactions are just simple song comes out you turn on the camera you say hello do funny faces listen to something and then you know that's kind of it you you just do a quick edit with you know zoom ins because that's some seriously high quality shit right there uh -huh. and, and that's kind of it. you can kind of share it and experience it with people so yeah I, i've been doing that a lot more plus it's just it's kind of the new thing right it's it's just yeah. it used to be covers that that's when i kind of got into the game like a long time ago but you know, reactions is what people want to see. They want to get that feeling like a new song comes out and they want to tell like their best friend, like, dude, you need to check this out right now. And you need to, and they want to sit there and like watch them check it out, basically. So I, I used to not get that at all. I was like, why the fuck are people watching me, you know, right. watch things? Um, but I, I kind of get it now. It's still kind of weird, but I mean, I, I feel it. So, you know, it's it's just what people are doing. It's, it's weird. <laughs> Well, I have uh, a few questions that are kind of about content strategy that uh, I'll ask in a minute. But just as a little bit of background for people, uh, you've been doing YouTube. You started your first upload was like six years ago or something, at least it's public. Yes, the first public probably upload or one that I didn't delete was six years ago. It's been a while. And you've been pretty consistent since then. I mean, at least especially for the last four or five years or something, you've put out a lot of fucking videos. Yeah, um, I checked the other day because I was just curious. I was like, I, how many have I done? And then I went on Social Blade and it said 1,300. And I, I Jesus. was like, when? <laughs> yeah. You know, when when did that happen? It's it's really weird for me because I it's not like when I started this, I had a goal of like, I'm going to get to 100 videos or this many videos or any of that. I just it's just something I do. It, you just, you know, I, I was in school doing all that shit and then I'd come home new song would come out or whatever, I'd do a video. It, it just kind of was part of my life. So I never thought twice about what it would be, what it would turn into or how far I'd go. And yeah, it's kind of weird when people say now like, hey, Nick, you have over a thousand videos. And I'm like, that's a lot of time. That is a lot of time. <laughs> it is. Well, looking at your videos, you didn't really have any one big breakthrough that kind of put you on the map, did you? No, my biggest video, which had nothing to do with my channel anyways, was Slavic metal, which was just Slavic memes and making a metal song out of it with like accordion and all that shit. And you are Slavic. Yeah, like I'm, I'm Canadian, as you can probably tell, like I'm super AAA and like, you know, I'm, I'm not like usual European, but um, my family is all Euro. So like in Slavic. I'm sorry to hear that, but, you know, we'll get through this together. And yeah, so like whenever you go to like those, you know, family gatherings and stuff, like all those things in that video are there, right? So I'm very, you know, used to kind of that stuff. So I did that video and that that was my biggest. And again, like it's fucking like two million or whatever the fuck it is. Um, but in terms of like one video that like was like, oh, who is this kid kind of thing? Like 
I never really had one of those. I just kind of kept doing my thing and annoying people enough over the years that unfortunately now when they when they see my name, there's like, fuck, it's that guy again, you know? Well, I think there's so much to be said for that, you know, just because what you have done is just slowly over time, you know, you build, you put one pebble on the stack at a time yeah. and then you get there. And so you're not relying on the luck of the draw of kind of getting that magic thing that the algorithm loves. Yeah. You've just kind of built it the hard way, I guess. Yeah, it was, it's been a grind where it's just like you kind of said, you just putting pedal pedals on pedals. And um, I always thought like different ideas of like, well, what could be like my thing, right? What could be the thing that, you know, differentiates me from the crowd that, you know, I could see when I posted, you know, you can kind of envision like, oh, this is something like a news art or like a publication would want to pick up, you know, and shit like that. And I would think of some things here and there and they won't really hit. But other than that, I've always just been like, well, you know, I like guitar. I like metal music and I like writing and being a dumbass. So honestly, I kind of has devolved into any content that revolves around that. I kind of go with, and sometimes it gets lucky, you know, sometimes you look and you're like, oh shit, it has that number one rank in the fucking, you know, yeah. YouTube thing. When you go to your studio thing, you're like, yes. And then sometimes it'll be number 10 and you're like, I hate everything and I want to quit right now. But so you feel that way too. My last video is, is uh, currently 10 out of 10, which for anybody listening, like when you log into the YouTube studio app, it shows you like your last video, it'll tell you out of, you know, the last 10 videos, where does it rank for views? And uh, my last one is in 10th place. And every time that happens, I'm like, fuck, I suck. My channel's done. Nobody likes me anymore. I should just quit. What am I going to do with my life? Mm -hmm. So you do that too. Yeah. I mean, I feel like over the years and dealing with it for so long, you know, like the ups and downs of like, oh, this video got like 100K views. Oh, this video got 500. You know, it's, it's so fucked that I just have adapted to being like, to try to not care as much about the numbers, but it's hard. In a state I mean. of constant fear and misery. <laughs> you just live yeah. this way. I try, I try my best to avoid that and like not, for example, purposely not looking at my social blade and things like that because it's hard to control. You know, the best way I always have put it is I try my best to maximize my luck by opening every door I can kind of by mm -hmm. kind of taking by being a yes man. You know, sometimes to a point of my semi demise of just doing too much and I can't even actually do it. Right. So, as long as I keep doing that in that mindset, I feel like the a thing just kind of happening or popping off will rely on the luck part, but also then just me finding that right kind of maybe video or that few strain of videos, you know. But again, how will that be born out of me being a dumbass? I, I don't think it'll be born out of me necessarily looking at the numbers every day and being like, well, this, you know, video did, you know, 5% better than this or this and kind of, I've done that before, <laughs> you know, I don't, you know, people really geek out on that stuff. And I think it's a waste of time. Yeah, I, I think it is too, because I've, it, a lot of it just doesn't make sense in the end. Cause I've analytically been like this, this type of series has done better than this. And then I'll do that series a bit more, but then I'll go back and do one video of the other series that I stopped doing forever. And that video will fucking blow up and I'll be like, well, why didn't the other ones? And I'm like, all oh, right, because YouTube, the algorithm, maybe just just I just got maybe lucky that day. You know, it got shoved in there. Sure. I mean, it, it literally is affected by everything in the known universe. Yes. You know, <laughs> like if if something really bad happened in the news that day, maybe people are bummed out and they don't want to listen to you be silly. Exactly. No, it literally 
anything. There's so many variables. I started to realize that it's like putting all this pressure on myself to be like, well, this didn't do as well. It's tough because I mean, I'm sure you're also like very self-conscious and you want to be like, why? Like, how do I get better? Like, why didn't this do as well? Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm the same way. And it's like, I want to self-evaluate this video. What went wrong? Why didn't this pop as much? Was it the thumbnail? Was it the titling? Was it the tags? Was, was the concept bad? Was I just too fucking, fucking stupid? Knows? Right. You know, yeah. like, but it's so hard because those aren't anywhere near all the variables anyways. So the best you can do is just kind of look at it objectively. I like to go back usually after a week and like kind of watch it. And I'm like, is this actually funny? <laughs> you know, like, right. I know it made me laugh because I was fucking stupid in the moment. But is this actually funny? And if it is, I'm like, okay, you know, and I look at the, t the title again, I'm like, yeah, title works, you know, it, it can, it's pretty generic, it, it can kind of catch your eye, the thumbnail is pretty catchy, it has just a few things, it's easy on mobile, it's easy on all that, you know, probably just got a little unlucky with the algorithm. All right, you know, yep. and that's kind of what I sum it up to sometimes. And then I just always try to build on it, and not just blame the elder because I feel like that also yes. could be scary, because then you yep. never actually improve. <laughs> right. Well, that's why I find, you know, the kind of consistency that you have really inspiring and valuable because there's some stuff you can control. There's a lot of stuff you can't. But the one thing you can control is just keep making shit and yes. do the best you can every time. Exactly. And it's, it's weird for me because I, I get this sense when I'm not doing something like I get anxious. And I, like, I don't know if you feel that same kind of way yes. sometimes when you're like, I am enjoying myself right now, but I'm not working. And it's like, it's really, really hard for me to yeah. not work. It's actually stressful for me. <laughs> you know, I'm the opposite of most people. Like, you know, if we're going to go on vacation or something, I have to like sort of mm. mentally prep for it. Like, okay, I'm not going to work for two entire days. <laughs> this is going to be hard, but I can do it. Dude, it's it's the same thing for me. It's it's weird. It's it's like a gift and a curse because it, it makes us super productive, but it's just like, fuck, man. I just wish I could I wish I was I could just enjoy simple things again, you know, just Something. like just like sitting in in the fucking living room and and watching a dumb TV show and not being like, is my career ending right now? Dude, that is exactly how I feel anytime I'm not making something. Yeah. It's scary. <laughs> it's 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 definitely scary, but again, like this is stuff I've I've dealt with over just the period of like 6 7 years however long and it it never fixes itself. If I've noticed, and it's, it's very cyclical too. It's like, yay, everything's awesome. Algorithm's yeah. favoring me. Oh my God, yeah. things are great. I have so much content lined up and yeah. my career is over. I want to quit right now. What else can I do? Can I still get it? <laughs> you know, think I can still get a job at McDonald's nowadays? Like what's yep. going on here? Yep. I'm currently at the bottom of that right now because I had a 10 <laughs> out of 10 video. I think my last one was, was I think an eight or a 10 as well. It's it's just... And what's fucked up is that my ch my views for the month are actually super like probably my third highest mm -hmm. ever or something but you know you don't care about that you just focus on it's basically how you're only as good as your last video yep exactly and even i, I looked like at my stats and i was like usually it's pretty obvious like if the views are up the subs are up and, and you know yeah. those are pretty correlated and recently it's been like the views have been up but then the subs have been down and i'm like nope i can't this is some meta shit yeah exactly it's like astrology <laughs> Well, yes, but Mercury is in retrograde right now. And so that means your star sign is dominant. It's crazy, man. And it's it, to keep track of it, it's I'm already stressed enough. So I killed a chicken <laughs> and I spread its guts out on the sidewalk. And that was really helpful because I realized it was my tags from that. I said, well, look at the way the liver is laying. Yeah, it's it's fucking crazy, man. And then it's very 
addictive too because then you'll be like what is this wrong and then you'll like look at your thumbnail and then maybe your thumbnail is actually solid as fuck but you'll yeah. just stare at it for like three fucking hours and be like <laughs> is this too small and you'll just do every little thing and just should have turned my face four degrees to the right yeah. <laughs> they can't see my other ear that must be it that, that must be it right or 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 maybe because i changed it after i uploaded the the video did that screw with the algorithm and promoting it did that make youtube not want to promote this right right did i accidentally say a swear word did i say fact or something that they thought was a swear word and it, made right. it wasn't as advertiser friendly meaning youtube didn't want to promote it as much you know i just counteract that by swearing all the time though but it's it's yeah, stressful. same <laughs> yeah. i guess the takeaway for anybody listening you know if you're a creator of any kind which i think most people listening to this are is like all the analytics and stuff are helpful and you know you should pay some attention to them but you don't want to be like us and you know drive yourself nuts you got to just make stuff and that's that's what will ultimately move the ball forward for you it's tough because like i like to parallel obviously it's a, it's a business right it's, but it's a business not like this evil you know corporate word like ah you make money ah yeah. you know it's like no i mean if somebody opens up like a fucking restaurant or something a lot of time it's because they're really passionate about what they want to do it's not just like let's go make a bunch of fucking money and the thing is in order to make it so people can see your product or see your service or see your passion and actually see it evolve you need to not be homeless <laughs> you know you need to actually have a business so of course the analytics and all that stuff is important and it's weird like being a YouTuber and seeing something not do as well. Cause to me, that's the same feeling as if I had a restaurant or something and seeing, Oh, we are like losing money this month. You know what yeah. I mean? In that sense, like what's happening? Why aren't the customers coming back? You know? And it's, it's such a weird dynamic in a weird fucking world, but do you, yeah. Do you, I guess have that same kind of sense of, I guess, analysis when it comes to your channel, like that business mind of like, this is this, this is this, why isn't this doing this well? And then Oh, yeah, yeah, because I mean, that's that's what I do, you know, with Nail the Mix and the other businesses right. and stuff that I'm part of. I mean, I look at those analytics all the time and like, why did we get more subscribers this month mm -hmm. than last month and blah, blah, blah. I mean, I'm looking at numbers, basically my entire existence is <laughs> looking at numbers, trying to figure out patterns there and what to do with that, you know, what, what we should do with the product in response to those numbers. And I don't, you know, a YouTube channel is no different to me than any other product, right. which I know some people don't like to. Yeah, you know, there's people that think, well, that's bad because it's not art. Mm. I that's just how I think. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. That's just how I think. Well, it's again, it's that that mindset. I've, I've met so many artists and talented musicians in my lifetime, even through this journey on YouTube. And it makes me sad when I see all this talent. And then well, a year later, it's they're like, it's like they didn't even exist. You know, it's like yep. they're going off the face of the work because, well, they, they had to either quit or they lost the passion for it or whatnot. It's just, well, yeah, because they were, they were only focused on the art side, which, again, is so beautiful. And I see so many fucking talented people, way more talented than my dumb ass. Sure. Right. And it's just like they're gone. No one ever gets to see that talent. And it's sad. Right. And that's why I'm like that business side is so important. And I think more nowadays it's getting valued a bit more. But it's I feel like it's still so undervalued in a way because as soon as you think of oh making money you, you think of the word like ooh corporate labels and greed yeah. and you know everyone's going to rip each other off and you know the art is dying everyone's just a robot you know making music to maximize profits and shit but these are all just stories people tell themselves yeah it doesn't have to be true unless you make it true unless you let it be true exactly it's not it's not true at all i know like all my friends now fortunately it's pretty cool you know i 
I, I think you surround yourself with the kind of people that you want to surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. And everybody that I talk to now makes a living doing something that they're passionate about. And I think they make cool art. And uh, I know that it's possible because I know 50 people that do it every day. Yeah. Especially nowadays, man, getting got to get creative. I mean, there's Corona. People can't even just do a normal job if they need to. Right. So people are at home trying to get creative and more people totally. are on Twitch than ever I've ever seen in my entire life. And more yep. people are on YouTube. And they're just doing things and seeing what, you know, instead of just sitting there, you know, fucking watching Netflix, which I would love to do without panicking for three seconds. You know what I mean? <laughs> when, <laughs> yeah, it's like, man, there's so much good stuff on Netflix. If only my brain would let me enjoy it. <laughs> if only I could actually watch this and not be like fucking screaming inside of my head right now. Panic, that would be yeah, great, like, dude. <laughs> I'll force myself to enjoy Netflix for 20 minutes. <laughs> Yeah, because it's it's healthy for me. Or maybe I'd leave yeah. my house for the first time in like five days because it's healthy. Probably, yeah. right? Like, why would I go for a run when I could just try to make a video right now? Another video. Oh, because health and I'll die younger than I should. I get it. Okay. <laughs> you know, a lot of people ask me about like being productive and motivated and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. what, what I, I always tell them you know, honestly, I, I shouldn't get credit for being productive or organized because I was just born that way. There's no secret that like I don't have to convince myself to be organized or be productive. It's actually the opposite. So, you know, I think everyone should just understand who you are and how your brain is wired. And, yeah. you know, you're probably not wired like us, which isn't a good or bad thing. It's just different, you know, and, and trying to force yourself into being a super organized person if you're not one is probably just going to make you miserable oh yeah it's insane i mean i i used to not have a plan or account i was that kid in school that like would forget everything and never do shit on time you're like oh this is due today and as soon as i started this thing like this because i actually cared about it it's like calendar since day one like it's stacked every day every morning it's a routine what do i have to do today oh i realized i don't actually have enough time to do all this stuff today guess i'm staying up till 5 a.m you know what i mean like so do you actually plan out like time for shooting and editing and all that stuff like in your calendar kind of so when it comes to like my my video scheduling um i actually do a lot of day of basically 90 percent plus of all my videos are, are just the day of whether it be like a video that shouldn't be the day of that actually takes like 30 uh-huh. hours to do. And I'm just like, I guess I'll do this today. You know, like a dumbass. Top 475 death metal riffs. Yeah, <laughs> those heavy. Yeah, I do like heaviest riffs. And like, I'm like, oh, it's just 20. It's just playing 20 riffs. It's just, and then it's like, oh, yeah, I have to curate this. I have to, you know, actually get the files, the minis, record everything, film it, edit it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, I can totally do that in three hours. No problem. <laughs> 16 uh, hours later, it's like, all right, almost done. <laughs> yeah. And th- I've been releasing videos at like 3 a.m. recently because that's of that same reason, which is so stupid, unhealthy. It screws with the algorithm and screws with people because they're like sleeping and they're or they're about to go to sleep. And they're like, why is this out right now? <laughs> you know, I'm sure all your uh, Slavic viewers are happy that it's coming out. I'm, sh- uh, I'm sure they're the coming back, even though that's like my only Slavic related video. And I have tons <laughs> of Russian subscribers because of that. That comment all the time. And I have no idea what the fuck they're saying. <laughs> but hey, I'm, I'm sure they're, ha- they're like, yeah, dude, finally, you're uploading for us. Like my yeah. Russian brotherland. Let's go, brother. And I'm like, <laughs> Well, I'm I'm just I'm just bad at what I do. That's why I'm uploading this. Link. Yeah, so that's that's the thing that I noticed. Like, I'll see like uh, I don't know, like one of my favorite YouTubers, uh, Psych RRL. She'll upload something at like 9 p.m. on Sunday, mm-hmm. and she's super smart. 
And so I'm like, oh, I wonder why she did that. It's like, does she know something? They're like, no, actually, she's a disorganized person. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that she would agree that that was just a bad idea and she just did it because. So don't assume that just because someone else is doing something that there is a good reason for it. Yeah, that's a that's a very important lesson. And then that ties to that analytical thing where you're like, why why is it working for this fucking person and not me? Maybe because YouTube just didn't fucking hate them that day. Sometimes it's just that. Sure. You know, it's, it can be as simple as that. Or it could be as crazy as, well, they, people like them better than you and your content shit. And then that brings you down the spiral of wanting to quit. <laughs> you know? It's definitely that. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, Tom May here, host of Future Friday. I've spent the last 15 years on the road with my band, The Menzingers, where I've met all kinds of wild and fascinating people. So I started a podcast. On Future Friday, I talk to fellow musicians about the moments that made them, their passions outside of music, and the curiosities that tie us all together. I've also talked to the likes of UFO researchers, magicians, soldiers, and documentary filmmakers, and I'm constantly searching for folks that can shape and change our view of the world. You can check out Future Friday wherever you like. But first, I want to thank DistroKid for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. If you're not familiar, DistroKid is a digital music distribution service that musicians use to put their music into online stores and streaming services. So in plain language, if you have ever wondered how to get your music on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music, Amazon, Deezer, Tidal, and many, many more, there's like dozens and dozens of different streaming services. DistroKid is the way to do it. It is super easy. I have used it to put my music on Spotify. It took me maybe five minutes to like set it up and upload everything. It's legitimately awesome. I am sincerely a fan of this company and their product. And for those of you who have asked, you can also upload your music to TikTok with DistroKid. And if you want a chance to get featured on DistroKid's Spotify playlists, You can do that by submitting a song through Spotlight and getting your fans to vote for you. You can also use HyperFollow to get more Spotify followers. You can promote your new release as well as Spotify Canvas. That's where there's the video in the background in the player. And when you share it on Instagram, it shares that video too to make your Spotify release pop. And Spotify Canvas is available to all DistroKid artists. Like I said, as you can probably tell from this, like I am sincerely a fan of DistroKid. DistroKid can do everything I just talked about and so much more. So be sure to sign up with my link, which is in the show notes for this episode, to get 7% off your first year. That link is in the show notes of this episode or go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash the punk rock NBA. And thanks again to DistroKid for sponsoring this episode. Well, I wanted to talk about the content strategy stuff a little bit. And I guess in regards to the React videos, to me, where I feel like your channel has gone, and tell me if you agree with this, is almost more of like a friend simulator, uh, to mm-hmm. borrow a word from Shane Smith, the comedian that he said, you know, you started out doing a lot of covers, yeah. but you always kind of had fun with them. You know, you weren't like one of the super serious guitar YouTuber types. And then you did kind of more of the silly series. And, you know, to me, the, I, th- I think the react is just like, 
I don't even really care about the song. I just want to hang out with my friend Nick and, you know, bullshit about music with him. Yeah, no, that's even with the other type of content I've started doing, like for Monday videos and all that stuff. Um, it's that same kind of um, take, I guess, that that same approach I do, because I I feel like the meme stuff, like 10 styles and all that, like I that's, you know, Jared did that a long time ago and he fucking aced it and he did a lot of stuff. And then a lot of people tried to do that stuff, you know, and that was really to me, I think the peak of like the metal memeing you know stuff and even k-mac does his own kind of thing right and then so there's like the metal memeing stuff and then there's like the guitar player memeing stuff right and those are like very guitar channels and they do great at that and for me it was always so weird because i was kind of in between but those are surprisingly kind of different audiences i noticed over the years because the guitar players are like well why aren't you playing Freebird?" and then the metal people are playing are saying like well why aren't you playing deathcore with breakdowns you know so and then also adding memes to that and kind of doing bridging the in-between was so it was a lot harder for me and weird. Um, and again, so I knew I couldn't be amazing at just one or the other because I'm already kind of splitting and trying to do both. So I eventually started to do more of the react stuff would led me to do more of these like I call them like come on the journey with me videos, I guess, you know, where like I'll sit there and I'll try to make a trap metal song without having any idea what I'm doing. And I'll just sit there, have the camera rolling, basically, and then after cut it. Kind of like um, the approach I've been taking, like with Twitch streaming, is is the same kind. Talentless of, yeah. idiot tries to make a trap song. Yeah, yeah, literally, <laughs> that's it. And it's like I don't know what I'm doing. Come hang out with me tonight. It, it makes me feel better because it, it's kind of weird when I'm filming it versus like when I'm on Twitch because there's actually people there. Then, yeah, um, I like that environment a lot more. Even though again, everyone's online and in the interwebs, it's still you get that connection right with people. At least there's people existing right there. Whereas like when you're filming a video, it's just like, hello, camera. I know nobody else is watching in this very second. So it's kind of weird in that sense. Um, but I still am like, well, I know in the mindset people will, you know, watch this, um, hopefully at least one person. And I have that mindset, like I'm hanging out with somebody or I'm just going through the journey. Like, what would I do on my normal time? You know, if I was hanging with a buddy or something like, hey, this is a fun, stupid idea. Let's go. Check your YouTube analytics while you're at lunch with your friend. <laughs> No, but my girlfriend is definitely sick of trying it. I'm seeing them all day. Um, but yeah, no, just and just go forward and kind of take people on the adventure and t and take myself on the adventure because I it's it's a weird, scary video when I do those, but I've gotten more used to them because I don't know how it's going to turn out. That's right. the whole point. Like I don't know if I can even do this. I tried to make a black metal <laughs> song, and I'm like, oh, I have to do vocals for this. I'm realizing this as I'm making it, and I'm like, fuck, am I going to do? So I just googled how to do black metal vocals. <laughs> Basically, I smashed it with some comp compressions, some fucking gain reduction, and a little bit of distortion. I was like, this sounds terrible, but this is what I made today. Here you go, internet. You know, like, I hope you It's almost, you know, with stuff like that, it's almost better if it turns out bad. Sometimes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's almost better. If it's I made a terrible black metal song. Here's how. Yeah, and I feel like over the years, I've, I've, I'm lucky because I've built that, like, that thing where I can fuck up and it's not like... I'm necessarily as scared if it sounds bad because I'm like, right. that's part of the joke. Like, I'm very aware that I'm bad at this. I'm saying in even all my videos, I'm bad, you know, and that's the same kind of, you know, self um, depreciation I give myself when I'm by myself playing guitar, trying to learn something. I can't get it right away. Fuck, I hate guitar. I suck, you know? Yeah. Um, so it kind of softens that blow if it does end up sucking because people, if anything, just find it more relatable because it's, it's true. Like, I'm not 
going to be magical at everything. I'm going to fucking suck at a lot because I do. <laughs> but I'm I, trying. I think it, it, yeah. it would be a very different channel if you were like some virtuoso, mm -hmm. you know, that could just nail any. And I know people like this who can just write any song in any genre whenever they want. Yeah. That would be a very different channel, though. And I think it would be less relatable. I agree 100%. And I and that's something I guess I determined again earlier on when doing like, what do I really want to do, right? Like I do guitar covers. I do also metal meme content. And I'm realizing, again, like I'm not a pure comedian by any means. I'm not that fucking funny, you know, but I'm, <laughs> I'm also not like a god of guitar. And I know that I'm very aware, right? So you're like, if you, you're like one of the characters like uh, in an RPG that's just like a six out of 10 yeah. at everything, <laughs> yeah. except like one dump stat where you're like a one out of 10 in that. Yeah, basically. So I'm like, what is my actual advantage that I can kind of mix those two and just be a dumbass and kind of be more just freeing and relatable? So your competitive advantage is that you're mediocre at a lot of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> That's I like it. <laughs> and it, and it, it's it's more relatable that way anyways. And I'm and it's easier for me because I just get to be myself like I I give sometimes like I'll do like the new metal scene or I'll do like scene videos, which are still like those like kind of skitty videos, obviously, where I get yeah. into character. It's obvious. But, you know, most of it is just even when I do reactions, when I do um, I, I a recent one I did was I learn any riff you suggest within five minutes or I give subs basically to chat. Again, that's another one. It's just it's just me. And it's very easy because I don't have to, you know, get into this acting phase of like, oh, OK, I'm ready to go. It's just like camera. Right. What me are you getting today? I don't fucking know because I don't even know how I am right now. So let's see what happens. And I guess that adds a weird uh, variability in terms of maybe sometimes quality because maybe some days I'm on, you know, some days I'm just fucking funnier or stupider or better at guitar than others. And you'll see it in the video and other ones. It'll be like, what happened to Nick today? Did his dog die? You know what I mean? And it's like, well, well I think that get back. That gets back to the consistency thing is yeah. you just show up every day. I think, you know, people waiting for that moment where they're super inspired and they feel like they're on and blah, 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 like where the stars have lined. Well, how often does that happen? Yeah. You know, you can't wait for that magic moment. Exactly. And, and I've been really trying to limit the variables uh, or caring about the variables that I know I can't control nowadays. And that's kind of, I guess, been my weird motto is just do what, do what I can do, you know, just, just go for it. I can do this day. I can do a video today. I can't react to this today. Will it do well? I don't fucking know. Do I want to do it? Yeah. All right. You know, like do a video then, you know, what's, what's stopping me and you know, maybe it'll do amazing. Maybe it won't do well because most of the time, actually some of my biggest videos have been ones on like Monday and I call them Monday videos because I force myself every Monday to essentially get out of reactions and covers and just do something that's different and weird and fucking stupid. And every Monday it's been like, what do I do today? And it's like 5 p.m. already. EST. <laughs> yeah, like literally. And I'm still figuring out what I do. And I'm like, this, I don't know. This is something this is something that could be stupid. And it's so random. And I'm like, it could hit. It could be terrible. And the one, when I just do those, and sometimes they even take the le least amount of editing and work and all that. Yeah. Some of my biggest videos. And I'm like, why? After the years, I'm just like, you know what? I don't even fucking care about the why. It just is. And yep. I'm going to just keep doing whatever this is. And again, it probably will never lead to me getting one of those like big viral kind of videos that kind of put my name out there. But you know what? Whatever. I've been on this steady ass grind. You're doing great. You don't need that. Yeah, I've been if on If it that happens, grind, cool. So. <laughs> but 
Mm-hmm. You know, well, I did have one question about the React videos. So those must all get claimed, right? Yes, unless uh, I know the label who are who I will be very nice with and who are very nice with me. Actually, a lot of labels. Oh, and so they say they will release the claim if you have a contact there. If I have a contact and I ask them and I'm, again, it's like nowadays, like the way of marketing, especially because of Rona and shit for these these labels is they're hitting up reaction channels like this is a normal thing. And this is hilarious to me because, hey, I was doing covers for five years and no one fucking gave a shit you know yeah those were all claimed but nowadays it's it's like that's how they're marketing labels are hitting up reaction channels and this is something i i was doing myself as a youtuber when it came to my own music years ago because i'm like oh this is just i'm i'm in the youtube scene this is how i'm gonna get out there i don't know publications i don't you know know big media i'm just gonna do what i do and do the youtube community and that worked then and then yeah labels have been doing that now so it's this new norm of actually using reaction channels to promote songs and because of that again i've I've gotten contact with a bunch of labels and they've been super nice and whitelisting and what it would call like releasing a claim essentially yeah is just it's it's a lot more common if the label thinks it's worth it right and again oh so that's why you have a bunch of epitaph reactions (laughs) there dude i wish i got whitelisted by epitaph oh that's one of the labels that honestly like they know that's the thing they know i'm just gonna if architects or bring me comes out they know Nick's going to yeah, do it. Yeah. Why the fuck? We're, we're not, we, you know, we're gonna, and they'll get your ad money and they'll get that like hundred bucks. And they they know, man, they're like, fuck Brett, me. if you happen to be listening, <laughs> come on, man, do Nick a solid. Do me a solid, dude, please. Epitaph. <laughs> but yeah, we love Epitaph. We want to help you. <laughs> please so, help us help you. Exactly. Well, that's, that's the thing, right? And these, these labels used to think of it as like this scary, like well, it's fucking YouTube. Like why, you know, why we're, we're, if anything, we're mad at them because they're, you know, re-uploading in some way the music video or something, or like fuck these YouTubers. But now it's like, oh, some of these YouTubers are getting like fifty to one hundred k on these reactions. Sure. Videos. Well, I'm glad they get it because, like, yeah. it was maybe what a year and a half ago or two years ago or something. There was that wave of manual claims. I don't know if yep. you mm. got any of that stuff. Oh. And like, <laughs> I would wake up to like eight notifications of some of my video. I'm just like, fuck off, man. I used fucking six seconds of one of your songs to promote some artist that nobody has given a shit about in years. Yeah. You're going to take my money away when I'm trying to promote your artist? Like, fuck off. It's so short-sighted. And so for a while, I wasn't using any clips. And it's like, you're only hurting yourself to get fucking $20 in ad revenue. Yeah. I And I mean, I know people like Rick Bietto who are big, you know, people who kind of are on the YouTuber side, of course, and are always talk about it. And they're like, like they should fucking pay him (laughs) you know his channel's huge he's super influential they should pay him to use to do a breakdown of one of their songs yeah and all this old music right by that that's owned by these ginormous ass labels you know and then sony and warner and all that shit like it's guess what the younger generation isn't going to hear this shit because it's not even on youtube or it's not on even tiktok or whatever people are using now right it's just going to die off and that to me is sad you know, like, I wish I could go and play some Guns and Roses, but I know that shit's not only going to get claimed. It's going to get blocked. It's going to get blocked. Exactly. And what that's the worst thing. Like, claiming, I've dealt with that for five, six years. I don't like it, but I can, it's exactly, okay. Exactly, right. My Slipknot video, which had 650,000 views, got fucking blocked. Oh, my God. I'm like, how does this help you to block my fucking video that is just talking about how great Slipknot is? How does this help you? 
It's so messed up. And, and again, working with these, with some of these labels and seeing actually how it works has given me a huge understanding of, of what's behind the scenes and why it's so fucked up. I'm sure it's just some drone that doesn't know or care or have any, you know, it's just some random person that they hire. Just go look on YouTube and claim or, you know, whatever the policy is, claim or block everything with this in it. And so it's just some drone going through a spreadsheet and clicking buttons. I get it. Exactly. But the labels have to be smarter than this. It is just stupid and short-sighted. It's actually the miscommunication, I think, a lot of time. Because obviously, when it comes to, like, the band, the band never always wants people to actually hear their music. Of course. And I bet they're A&R, and I bet, like, everybody with a brain there <laughs> probably gets it. But somewhere with these, you know, with, like, Universal and Warner, these are huge companies. Somewhere along the way, there's a disconnect between the people with the brain and whoever's actually clicking the buttons to claim stuff in YouTube. Exactly. Because think about it. It goes like the band and then it goes to their manager and the manager's usually always down with whatever the band wants. But then it goes to the label contact they have there in A&R, right? Which again, even that, they're usually pretty chill. Those are the people I actually work with. But then yeah. that's not, it's not like those are the guys that just press the green light button. They don't own the publishing usually. They don't own shit, right? They're the ones yeah. who then have to tell the label people, right? The actual people in charge of the label. And then the label people in charge have to tell the publishing company right right it's just this huge fucking tunnel of like and the contact at the publishing company isn't the person who's actually <laughs> making claims so there's like between even if you're best fucking friends with the person of the band yeah there's like 10 other steps in the chain before it actually gets to the your fucking relative in russia getting paid three rubles an hour to go claim things and if it's a big company, don't forget there's actually lawyers sometimes too. Yep. It's ridiculous. Like I talk even to the ANR people sometimes and they're like laughing. They're like, dude, I'm so sorry. Like I really wanted to help you I get can't. this. <laughs> and there's like, there's nothing I can do. And I'm like, but you are the ANR at the label. And they're like, dude, there's, it's so much red tape that like you don't see behind the scenes. And I'm like, I understand that now. Cause it's like, wow, just to get a video not claimed. Cause again, even if you use like five seconds, like, it's ridiculous. Like the band literally doesn't even know who control. They're like, <laughs> I think the video is cool, but I literally have no idea who I would even talk to to like help you. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So nowadays, again, like I, I still react to and cover a bunch of stuff that gets claimed and it's owned by fucking Sony and Warner. And when I see that Sony music, I just like, I don't even fuckers. bother. I don't even yeah. dispute it. I just am like, yep, it's gone forever. That's yeah, they own that and I'm done. <laughs> you know, for but me, with... if I get claimed, uh, usually it's just for a little clip and I just, you know, there's a thing in YouTube you can just choose to delete that part. Yeah, yeah, I've done that. Okay. I just delete it because for my videos it's it's usually not vital, but you know, obviously for a react or a cover, that's not an option. Yeah, and even when I've, I've done a lot of like heavy, like I did a video 500 heaviest riffs, which was just a compilation of all my yeah. heaviest riffs series I've done in like all the tunings. And like, for fuck's sake, that video was two hours long. And I didn't see it. You did 500? Man, I thought I was joking when I said that. <laughs> I saw the 150 heaviest riffs. I didn't see the 500 one. Yeah, so my goal was to, I essentially did like 20 riffs out God, of every sick. guitar tuning that exists, right? So like drop C, drop D, eight string tunings, everything, and then standard tunings. And after doing all those videos, I did like basically a compilation where it was it got up to 500. Now I think I'm at like 700. It's disgusting. I should stop it. <laughs> but um, yeah, I did that video. I threw it out there. And even YouTube was crashing because essentially it got claimed for like one of the songs. Like uh -huh. it's actually 10 seconds out of a two hour video. And I'm I'm like, really? So I it's sadly yeah. whenever that happens, I just cut it out. I'm like, well, sorry. Now it's 499 riffs. Yeah. But even doing that with such a big video, YouTube is exploding trying to cut that out like the video was offline for like a week going in and out right because of just cutting out 10 seconds and i'm like 
this is ridiculous you know like this they're claiming this fucking 10 seconds of a two-hour video and something i always what riff loved, was it i think it was an i think it was opeth deliverance so oh. it's not even like it was fucking guns and roses or something oh no oh no i i, I never include classic because that's just the yeah. next year i don't even want it like rick rick deals with that shit right. i don't even want to go to that tier i'm just dealing with sometimes the higher tier metal once the boomers get involved that's a whole other <laughs> level of pain it's, it's a whole other level man and I, it's it's such a fucking headache and copyright and all that stuff. It's it's. I mean, the DMCA Act was something fucking made like before the internet. People even knew what the internet basically was. And I think it's it was like, like 1999. I remember. Yeah. Like, come on, man. And even dealing with it on Twitch and stuff. It's like for the promotion of music and the indirect, you know, money that ends up going into bands' pockets if a fucking streamer plays their music on on Twitch or does a reaction video or does that those people get more fans they get more merch sales they get well, maybe not ticket sales right now right but they, but they will you know, they they will right they get more fans and all that which is way higher when it comes to seeing actual new eyes to the band than the expense you're going to get because oh this person on twitch who had 200 concurrent viewers played my song well we didn't see 200 new spotify fucking yeah, players oh, bro like you your 80 you cents know? so like we're gonna fucking ban that person yeah. and it's it's so ridiculous and i see again both sides of the argument but i think one of the sides of the argument is very old school that old i respect their uh, right to do what they want with yes, their music exactly i just think it's foolish of them to yes. be penny wise and pound foolish basically and like claim everything i just think that's a bad decision on their part but I agree. if that's the decision they want to make i respect it yeah, and that's and that's why like I've mainly just been working with. I'm lucky when I get a label concert. I'm like, thank fuck a lifeline, you know, like I can actually do stuff with this label. I know we got so I, I know we got some label people uh, listening to this, so they should reach out to you and whitelist your channel, and uh, get some get some easy reaction videos out of you. Yeah, it's it's that's the thing because like again, and I know you do sponsored videos too, of course. So like like people would hit you up for sponsored video, and you charge your rate, right? Well, yeah, you would charge which is your not rate, cheap. Which is not fucking cheap, exactly, right? And these labels are basically getting a full video reaction to the thing, which is again what you, people would call it, like a lot, right? For for actually charging a company to do like whatever fucking raid or you know jewelry company and shit like that, right? That's it's a pretty fucking penny. Yeah, These it's gonna be four a, figures for channels our size. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, these these labels, you know, get that for free, and all we ask for is just can we keep our own AdSense for the time we took right. to make the video and edit it which is going to be like it. 150 bucks yeah if you're lucky <laughs> right like a on a good day on a good day and it's like so so you just basically i mean you've been doing covers and stuff this whole time so you must just basically be okay with the fact that your adsense is not going to be a big yep. income driver for you yep so i've expanded you know to everything fucking patreon twitch um, does, I, does twitch do i see you have about like thirty thousand followers over there does that do well for you like revenue wise i get more money on twitch than i do from youtube okay which just it makes me cry a little bit sometimes <laughs> but you know it's it's how it is i'm not gonna complain right and then yeah patreon also get, gets me more money than youtube ads oh, wow. actually and then i also teach on i do private lessons just online i do guest session i do you know guest work all you know the usual music shit and then um of course also sponsored you know youtube videos which is a nice you know thing that again probably actually pays more than adsense pays me at that point you know everybody i hear that from so many people i actually do better on adsense than everything else like as of now 
Patreon merch and brand deals are probably combined about the same as what I get from AdSense. Bless your soul, dude. Fucking A. Because, well, 90% of my content is copywritten. <laughs> probably... I very rarely get claimed now. And I don't know if that's just luck or if they're smart enough to understand they shouldn't claim it or what, but I hardly ever do now. Dude, yeah, I envy people, YouTubers that can actually monetize their content. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wow, I wonder how that feels. Like, it must be a great feeling. <laughs> right. Like, and I'm only, again, only recently I've been lucky enough to kind of get a sense of that because I worked with labels and then they'll be like, hey, Nick, we got this band, which I know you fucking love, you know, like, here you go. You want, you yeah. know, we'll whitelist it. Well, actually, I have to always ask, you'll whitelist this, right? You know, smiley face. And then they'll yeah. be like, you fuck okay yeah and then you know we're pretty good i think the point is that if you have an audience of people who support you you can find ways to monetize and oh yeah you know and that's that's the takeaway for me and you know our, our channels i think you get a little bit more i think you get more monthly views than i do because you have 1300 videos but i think our channels are more or less about the same size yeah. and which is not i mean we're i i consider us to be still small youtubers you know we're maybe on the on the larger side of small but we're still small yeah you don't need to be like pewdiepie to have a sufficiently large audience to monetize on patreon and twitch and all these other places you need you know there's the thousand true fans theory if you have a thousand people who will support anything you do you can make a living off of it and i, I in my experience that's 100 percent true I agree 100%. And for me, it's it's always been a weird dynamic of, I guess, um, balancing me monetizing, you know, my followers and fans versus wanting to instead monetize companies and still having freedom, right? Because that's my number one. Like, I never want to be owned by a label, a company or any of that shit, right? I want it to be very obvious. Like, everything is me. If you see a video, it's, it's from me. Even if I do an ad, it's because I actually like the product in some way, right? I'm not just going to fucking sell out for just a few easy bucks, right? So that's the difference between you and me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, again, everyone does, does their own. And that's just something where I've just been fortunate enough where a lot of the ads that hit me up, like I do enjoy the product. And then yeah. there'll be somewhere it's like, just like, it just makes no sense for me or my audience. And I'm just like, like, yeah, I mean, fuck, that helped me rent. I, it's, it's nice. I, I kind of want to do it, but it's like... I, I would never do an ad for something that I genuinely, like, think is a bad product. Right, right, yeah. But I will do an if it's some mobile game that... I've done... I've, hey, dude, I've done the raid too, man. I've done the raid like... You know, I'm not going to lie and say it's my favorite game, but I will say the facts about it that they <laughs> give me. You know what I mean? Well, exactly. I, I don't yeah. think that's dishonest. No, no, no. Exactly. And that's that's something I've been I spent a lot of time. Like, I'm very transparent with my audience. I literally tell them when an ad's going to show up. Like, I'm like, guys, tomorrow I'm releasing a video with an ad, <laughs> you know, like just so you guys fucking know, like it's I'm super transparent because I feel like it kind of shifts that weird dynamic of usually, especially before in general, people were like ad, like ad equal evil. You know what I mean? Like ad sell out done. Corporations now own this. You know, Walmart's going to say have their trademark next to this channel in a second. Right. They have taken over. But being very open has made it more that shift of dynamic where it's like people see an ad sometimes on my channel. And they're like, fuck, yeah, Nick's getting paid. Yep. You know, it's like that supportive. Where I think like, people understand now how how yeah. it works. And it's like if you want content, there's got to be someone's got to pay for that at some point, whether that is the audience brands. Mm -hmm you know, some combination of those things, there has to be money coming in the door or the content doesn't get made. And I think people understand that now. Exactly. For me, my whole channel, I think, I, I think I've been, um, I guess, fortunate that my whole channel has always been supportive of people monetizing their work. So 
you know, I, I was kind of worried if I would get like pushed back when I started doing, uh, you know, brand deals, but I didn't, I think because I've always supported, you know, musicians and anyone else doing that, you know, if like fucking bring me the horizon, get some McDonald's sponsorship. Good for them. <laughs> that's, that's fucking awesome. I, I'd be actually quite excited to see that. I hope they I have something I can react to. That's all I care about. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just, just let me uh, feed off the, you know, the leftovers of your McDonald's deal. <laughs> as long as it works in the SEO, bro, I am good with whatever you guys are doing. Okay. As long as I can yeah. video about it. Do but... you ever feel like, and I don't want this to sound shitty because I feel this way. Okay. Do you ever feel like, I don't know, kind of like, I guess I'll say a bottom feeder in the sense that I feel like all, all I do sometimes is talk about stuff that other people did and I didn't really do anything myself. And I don't know, sometimes I feel kind of, I don't know, shitty about that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, no, I've, I felt the same. You know, I mean, when you do a fucking reaction, you're taking somebody else's work and making funny faces over it. You know, right. like that's, that's how I definitely thought of it kind of that first time um, until I got to the point where I feel like I more so add value than take it, take it away. But oh, for all those fucking years, definitely. I was like, uh, you know, like I'm doing a cover reaction, you know, like I always had that guilty feel like I'm doing this. And again, like I know the labels don't want it or whatnot at that time. And it's like the bands never care. They were always pretty supportive. But like, you know, I, it feels like, well, I'm if I get like getting known for like a cover, which isn't bad. Hey, fuck yeah, dude. If you can if you can break out in any way, bro, mad love to you. Congrats. You're fucking you killing it. Right. Like, I don't care if you get big for cover or whatnot. But at the same time, it's like that bad feeling of like, no, a feeling like you're known for something for somebody else's work. Right. Um, so that was always in the back of my head. Luckily, no one gave a fuck about my channel enough back then. So like it never kind of turned to that, but it definitely helped me build kind of my audience overall. Um, that, yeah, like I, I definitely have felt that. And just, just, it's a weird dynamic. And I like art it is art and it can be transformed in so many ways. You know, I'm not going to sit there and be like, my reactions are these magical new concepts, which is completely crazy. It's art, mom. Yeah, it's it's this whole new thing that makes it so this art piece that I'm watching this video, it's not it's not even that anymore. It, I don't even know why I, th I put the band name in the title. It's just, it's, you know, it's this, it's this new thing. Like, obviously not, you know what I mean? Um, but at the same time, it adds, it has its value. It adds something, right? Where it, it doesn't take away, it doesn't fuck you know the, the community necessarily it just it's just this other extra thing hey you want to watch the video great or hey sometimes you watch my video first i will tell you go watch the original video you know what i mean link in description go watch that original video it's certainly a lot better than you know if you were one of those channels whose whole angle is just talking shit about the stuff that other people make that's way worse that one i i'm i'm not as like of <laughs> i don't like that as much because you know i don't know if you've seen any of the videos where i talked about this but yes as much as i know people i know that content would do great i'm just never going to do it because to me that's a line that i'm not going to cross of that just makes you an asshole I never feel good whenever I upload negative things. Like when I, not when I upload like honest things, but when I upload something that I'm like right. very harsh, just and I can sense like I'm kind of being a dick. You know, I've had videos like bands that. are totally fine with it if you're like, hey, I don't really care for this. Here's why. Yeah, exactly. They're fine with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I even myself, like I've done videos probably where I definitely have gone a little too far on that edge. But when you're like malicious and like trying, and you're yeah, exactly. When you're like, God, I was kind of a dick about that, and 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 when your channel gets big enough you know they're going to see it. Yeah, that too. That's the weirdest thing now. And I'm sure you, you've had that too when even you're doing your, your videos on bands or like, you know, scenes or specifically, right? Whereas the bands probably contact you in some way. And that's, it's such a weird dynamic where you're like, 
even now when I'm filming, it's I try not to keep it in my head. Like the band could see this, but I know after I upload it, like, yeah, the band could see this. And it's they like, definitely will. They definitely will. Or someone in their team yeah. will, or like hundred percent chance of that. Like with a channel as big as yours, mm -hmm. it's going to get to them and their team. They may choose not to watch it, but like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it will get surfaced to them in some way or another. I like that because it really forces me to, I guess, uh, it forces me to be the best version of myself, which is to be honest. I'm not going to lie to my viewers and say that I like something if I don't, but I'm also not going to take the easy way out and just be a shit talker. Yes. You know, it's like, how do you, how do you say something that's honest and potentially critical? Like that video I did about a day to remember, like, I don't really know those guys, but I talked to them a little bit on Instagram and I know lots and lots and lots of people who yeah. are kind of on their team. They're involved with their work and stuff. And I'm like, man, I do not like this album, but I'm not going to say that I do. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, I don't want to be an asshole because I know for sure they're going to watch it. Yes. It's such a weird dynamic, and I, I've been in that. But it's a good thing yeah. because I was critical, and they're fine with it. And I, you know, so I guess, I guess my point is, I, I think it's possible to thread that needle. And to me, that's the the hallmark of a good creator is you don't take the easy way either way of lying and say that you like it or just being a shit talker. There's a way to do both. Yeah, I, I like most bands. Like as long as you're just kind of respectful. Like I always just kind of my default thing. If I really don't like something, I'll be like. I don't like it. I'll explain why. It's just not really my thing, you know. And that's kind of how I'll say it. Like it's, it's. I feel like that's a lot harder for somebody to kind of come at me and be like, "Fuck you, Nick." Even though I still get people telling me to cut my face off and all that sure. shit. You know, it's just usual YouTube things. But. I mean, if someone's gonna come at you like that for a reasonable opinion, that's on them, not you. Yeah, that's true. That's also just the internet, so I'm pretty used to it. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. Even being able to interact with the bands and then being a lot of chill. I've I've had many reactions where I'm like, yeah, not not really, not really my thing. And the band's been like, hey, dude, just thank you for checking it. I'm like, You're yeah, fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, they're grownups. They don't they don't expect everyone to love it. Well, I've taken up enough of your time. I appreciate it. I feel like I could uh, chat for hours, but probably have to cut it off here. Any words of wisdom or thoughts or advice or anything that you want to give anybody before I let you go? If you want to be a YouTuber, you better love it. It's a grind. It's interesting. And the analytics will make you crazy. So <laughs> just make some cool ass content you think people will like. I agree. And don't use Reaper. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my friends, that does it for this episode of the podcast. If you made it this far, thank you. Thank you for listening. We sincerely appreciate each and every one of you. If you want to help the show, there's a couple things that you can do. First of all, share it on social media. If you share it, tag us, tag Finn McKenty, that's me, and tag Deanna Chapman, that's a producer. Second thing you can do, if you really, really, really love us and really want to support us, you can support us on Patreon. There's a link to that in the show notes. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you're listening to this, or you can do none of that. And you can just sit at home, think about how awesome this podcast is. That works too. Again, thank you very much to each and every one of you for listening. We sincerely appreciate it, and we'll see you next time. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This 
is the story of Whitney Houston. This is the story of Kurt Cobain. Of George Michael, of Otis Redding, of Amy Winehouse, of Michael Hutchins, Bob Marley. This is the story of Prince. It's a new podcast series. About how they died, why they died, and why we're still talking about them so long after. It's like nothing you've ever heard before. It's storytelling. But it's more than that, because rock stars... They tell us how we feel. They change our mood. They change the clothes we wear, the people we hang out with. The way we remember things. It's them who give us those ludicrous moments, the ones where you're... Jumping around, singing your heart out, feeling understood. And it's those moments we'll help you remember, the ones you're thinking about right now. That feeling. That feeling. It's coming soon from Crowd Network. Just search for Death of a Rockstar on your podcast app. And subscribe now.